Welcome to Innovating Leadership, Co-Creating Our Future. I'm your host, Maureen Metcalf, CEO and founder of the Innovative Leadership Institute. I am delighted today to be joined by Laura Fuentes, Executive Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer for Hilton. For more than 100 years, Hilton has been guided by the idea that hospitality has the power to bring people together. Hilton's award-winning workplace culture is built on the idea of creating a fully human experience at work, which the company delivers through four key pillars, inclusion, wellness, growth, and purpose. Now more than ever, employees are looking for more than a typical work experience, one that offers not only flexibility and inclusivity, but also a place for inspiration, growth, belonging, and fun. As the company continues to co-design the work experience, along with its team members, Hilton will continue to be a place where people come for a job and stay for a career. Laura, let's jump into this. We interview a lot of leaders. They've spoken and continued to speak about labor shortages and that it's not going away anytime soon. What are you seeing with the great resignation, given that you are such a brilliant place to work? So look, for us at Hilton, we are through what I would call the depth of the crisis, and it certainly hit hospitality and Hilton really hard if you think about COVID and what we had to sustain as a business. I say we're deep into recovery and frankly, even post-recovery into growth mode. So if I can take you back for a minute into you know those early months of 2020, we run a global business. And so we were starting to hear from our colleagues in Asia and China about the virus and the impact that it was having on their lives and business. And like a slow moving train and horror movie, frankly, we saw obviously that spread around the world. And so for us, what that meant was for the first time in our hotel's history, we had to close operations. If you think about a hotel, you open a hotel, they never close, right? They're open through holidays, all night, through Christmas, New Year's. And we had to suspend operations. And so that meant that our revenues went down to zero in some cases, right? And you don't build any models for that to forecast that. Our team members overnight had to be put on hold, furloughed in many cases. Eventually, we had to drive some of the heartbreaking actions of driving layoffs for our team members. And we survived also the great resignation and some of those soul-searching, job-swapping moves that a lot of workers around the world experienced. Where we are at now, I would say we're back into growth mode. Our hiring engines are back on. We're seeing some of those pressures ease up a little bit. And I think that's due both to the macro environment shifting and the pendulum switching once again, but also, I think, in some part due to the actions and interventions that we've taken over the last two years. And also because I think of the culture and the values that we've had for 100 years. So I think all of those things have helped position us in a way that now we're seeing, you know, 2022 actually was our highest recruitment year yet. We hired over 60,000 people. So we have had to, you know, put our recruitment engines on pause, stop. We actually reversed those recruiting engines. We were placing our team members at other companies during 2020, 2021. Because as heartbreaking as it was to let them go, we knew we wanted to help them find their next gig, their next job, their next career. But now we're back. Yes, in a really challenging labor environment. And I can talk a little bit more about that. But we know that hospitality is back. Our hotels, if you've traveled recently, you've probably seen they're fully booked. And we're starting to see some of those pressures ease up a little bit. But of course, it's still a challenging environment. So our strategies have to keep up and have to adapt. 
best places to work, and I'm a little bit cynical. Well, there are certainly places that claim to be a best place to work because when you come in on Saturday after you've worked 60 hours during the week, you get to bring your kids and we give you free pizza. Um, to me, that is not exactly award-winning best place to work, but it's maybe better than leaving your kids home seven days a week. Hilton really does create a culture that is a brilliant place to work. Can you share with our listeners what that means? And for the cynic in me, I know there are people who do it really well. Explain what's different from what you do compared to people who claim it but aren't really doing it. Yep, it's a great question. And I love the cynical point of view because it makes me think harder and longer about the truth behind our experience and make sure that we can live up to it. So challenge me on my answer, please. <laughs> but so just a level set, we have over now 420,000 team members working for Hilton brands all around the world. We operate in over 100 countries. We've got a number of brands against luxury, full service, focus service, extended stay. So we have the full spectrum. And we also have the vast majority of our team members obviously working at our hotels as hourly frontline team members, but we also have a significant corporate population representing all of the functions that you might imagine a Fortune 500 company having. I've been here for almost 10 years and I did not grow up in hospitality or HR for that matter. What struck me about our culture, one, was how truly purpose-driven it is. And I can come back to that because a lot of cynics especially will say, well, everyone says that. What does that really mean? So I'll come back to that. It also feels and felt from the moment I arrived very entrepreneurial and very gritty. For a company that's been around for 100 years, I think that is distinctive. We have a bias to test things out, to go to market, to launch things, launch brands. We tend to be both data informed, but also sort of trust our instincts and our judgments and our understanding of our customers and what the world needs and wants. But let me come back to what I think are the defining characteristics of our culture, which is that it is purpose-driven. We were founded 100 plus years ago by Conrad Hilton, and his vision was to fill the earth with the light and warmth of hospitality. And that sounds so lofty and cheesy, perhaps. But when I first joined, I read his autobiography, Be My Guest. And I have to say, I was completely converted to the vision because what he actually believed in was that we could achieve world peace through travel. And as someone who's grown up moving around quite a bit and traveled a lot for work now, I believe deeply that when we come close to other people, as different as those cultures are, or as different as our backgrounds may be, we tend to see more of what brings us together. And we see more of our shared humanity. And our hotels end up beating those meeting places for people of different backgrounds, or that be professionally, personally, family celebrations, solo travelers. And so when we bring that back to our culture, what that means is that our team members, those 430,000 ambassadors around the world, believe deeply in the power of hospitality to change the world, to change lives, to change businesses. And we are also, we always say, a business of people serving people. So these are individuals who have hospitality in their DNA, who want to serve, who are welcoming to others on a micro scale and a macro scale. And our culture, therefore, is built around that promise that we want to make the world a better place, that every small act of hospitality matters, we have our six values, and the first of which is hospitality. They spell out Hilton, H-I-L-T-O-N. And so when you combine that with a deep history, with that gritty, ambitious, entrepreneurial mindset, when we work towards creating a workplace that is great for all, and I pause on that for all deliberately, 
we don't want to only solve for our corporate team members, but actually we lead with our hourly and frontline team member experience first. At that kind of scale, you can imagine, we need to gather their feedback and their insights both in a data-driven way, so we'll collect millions of data points through our surveys every year, but also by getting close to the humans. Because our team member stories are not just statistics, they are souls and people who we need to understand, celebrate, develop, make sure that they feel welcomed, that they can reach their full potential with us. So that's sort of the backdrop. And we can get into how do we do it? Well, for years, you know, if I pick great place to work, we partnered with them years ago. We were not making the list the first few years. The whole great place to work team would come to our headquarters and do what I would call lovingly the annual root canal because they would tell us like, here's what the data shared. Here's what you're doing well. Here's where you're not doing well. You're good, but not great. And your team members need more support here, here, and here. Every year we would go back and adjust the programs and tweak them and understand where are we lagging the market? Where could we lead? Where do we make sure we have a for all approach? And whether that be parental leave, mental wellness, or education benefits, we've layered in over the years some amazing programs. And we've gone back and asked again, how does it feel now? What are we solving for? Every day of my life at work is oriented towards making our business grow and supporting our team members' experience. So I can give you dozens of stories over the years on how we've done that. And eventually we launched under the umbrella of our team member value proposition what we call Thrive at Hilton, and that is our overarching promise to being a great place to work for all because we wanted our team members to thrive in body, mind, and spirit. And so all of our programs fall underneath that, but it's been a committed years-long effort. And by the way, there's no finish line in sight. So we will keep doing this work and continue to measuring our results. And now, of course, it's immensely gratifying to see the accolades pour in and the awards, mm -hmm. but it's been hard-earned and thanks to our team members that we've achieved to those. Like any really successful organization, it's everyone. The executives get to take credit for it often or are given credit whether they choose it or not. And to your point, it is everyone who shows up and contributes to the culture. People are kind to each other, I assume. You talk about things like inclusion and wellness. You talk about body, mind, and spirit, not just you show up and do your tasks, clean the floors, clean the rooms, but that you really look to the soul of the human being. That's so rare in a corporate setting, and I would say balanced with data. There are some people who index on kindness, but they don't also index on data and profitability and ensuring that the company is healthy, along with people loving to join the organization. Yeah, I think that's a really profound point. And at our scale, we need to be data informed. We need to look at the trends, the patterns. We need to forecast our needs from a headcount perspective. We need to understand the cost of our programs because we operate also in an environment where our owners need to oftentimes absorb that and pick up that cost. So we need to be thoughtful about what is the return on that investment and the usage on this program. Where do we expect to fill a need for our team members? What will help retain them and develop them? So we need to be strategic and data informed, supporting our business and doing things that will resonate at scale. But then I think it really matters to be authentic as leaders and as an organization we need to do what we need to do to preserve the strength, the vigor, the growth, the innovation of our business. 
And the years through COVID prove that, right? As an HR executive, as a human being, there is nothing more devastating than having to drive layoffs in an organization. And we had to do that. We had to preserve our business so that more of our team members could continue to have work. And so that eventually we had a business that everyone could come back to. And so driving those actions, though, I would say as painful and devastating and difficult as they were, because imagine doing that also while your entire team is remote, right? Our executive team, our HR team, those first few weeks, we were all operating remotely and driving some really complicated actions. And ultimately that impacted many of our team members. And yet when we heard from those team members, when they were posting for their new jobs or their current status on LinkedIn, on their social media, what brought me to tears and warmed my heart was that they were saying how well they were treated by Hilton at this moment and how cared for they felt and how they were still rooting for us. And in fact, it's been a joy to be able to welcome many people back as our business has grown. So I do think it's really important to lead with that sincerity of character with your values. Ultimately, a crisis especially doesn't build character as much as it reveals it. I read that quote and I love it. And I think for us, it was really important to live that way over the last two years. But importantly, as we build this culture and continue to support our team members, when I get to travel around the world, and I was recently on a trip to France and Spain and Portugal with our CEO. And we met team members there who are just an incredible source of inspiration. We met refugees, young men and women who left their countries on foot against all odds to end up working at one of our properties. I met team members who literally defied life and death situations and have now found purpose and are giving back to our communities. I've met leaders who have left everything on the lines to support their team members to build their business. And I've seen through it all, like the tenacity, the resilience, the joy in their eyes. And so that fuels me to keep doing the programs that we're driving, to keep seeking their feedback, to tell their stories and amplify their stories. Just this morning, I met with one of our team members while I was in Portugal. He offered to speak to me because he wanted to offer himself up as a source of care and support for team members who might face the same trauma he faced last year when he lost his son in an incredible tragedy. Mm. And he wanted to offer himself up to help others. And so today, followed up with my wellness and caregiving team to see how might we, out of such a horrible tragedy, create a caregiving platform that goes one step further during moments of crisis. So these are the stories. These are the souls of our people. We drive, of course, growth and retention and engagement and diversity and inclusion and all the statistics that matter to a business and to the health of our organization. But I never want to forget that it's one story at a time. It's one human at a time. And they make our business immensely better in our culture what it is. And that's what I'm so proud of. And I feel like it's a sacred responsibility to be able to steward that and help drive that continued progress. Your language says so much about who you are and presumably the tone you set for the entire brand. And I want to go back to something you said about the founder and pieces created through travel. Mm -hmm. Having just come back from Egypt and UAE and actually staying in a Hilton property in UAE. I was going to say, I'm like, I hope it was. I hope you had a wonderful stay. Um <laughs> yeah. 
We did. And that idea of hospitality and how it comes through, because I'm a woman traveling in a Muslim country, uh-huh. it did all my research. It's not like I went over there cluelessly in a, in a bikini and short shorts, <laughs> but that I could ask people at the property, yeah. like, help me understand what's safe and what's not safe. Mm-hmm. What's the norm? Not that I found on some promotional video that's trying to attract tourists, but from someone who is maybe also an import from someplace else mm-hmm. working in the hotel. And that idea that through travel, I learned so much about a country that I had bias about and came back wanting to be the biggest advocate of what was created in 50 years. And if that's possible, what's possible for us? So that idea that travel creates inclusion and acceptance, I would have had a very different experience had I stayed someplace that was not demonstrating the kind of inclusion that I walked away feeling about the whole country because of my experience at a Hilton property. That kind of impact is pretty exceptional to me. I love that story, and I'm so glad that you had a wonderful experience. But yes, we all have those moments, right, where an environment we expect to be a certain way turns out entirely different. And the reason for that is usually the human connections that we make. And so, yes, 100 years ago, I mean, Conrad had what was a pretty bold idea, right? I mean, at the time to think about, obviously, we started in the U.S. and Texas, but then he was the first to put hotels in capitals around the world and Africa and communities that where the Hilton not only was you know, a place where then other travelers, other people could gather and create those connections and that sense of inclusion and making the world a smaller, safer place. But often, as you can imagine, these hotels are transform a community and they provide huge opportunity, professional, philanthropic, business opportunity that otherwise would not exist. And we try to always do that with a deep respect for and celebration for the local cultures, the environment, the opportunities we want to provide youth and people who may be seeking employment or connection or safety. I always believe that if our team members feel welcomed, respected, listened to, heard, that is how they are going to make our guests feel. When we are able to take care of their basic needs, but then also elevate their experience with Hilton to be one of not only productivity, a paycheck, work. I want them to think of Hilton and their work at Hilton as the best part of their lives and their days. That they think of Hilton as a place of learning, of joy, of friendship, of fun. You know, I mean, we've had a few hard years. And so work should be fun if you love what you do. And especially when you do what we do, which is to welcome people from around the world, to think of the next innovation in hospitality, to develop new brands. In HR, I have a lot of fun with my team. It can be difficult and hard and complex, but our work is also joyful. I hope that we get to spread that sentiment. And ultimately, that is what creates a great place to work. And you're right, it transcends the impact that any executive can have. I mean, it's our team members on the ground. It's our general managers at each of our properties who are the heroes who go in and connect with the community, who offer employment, who mentor our team members, who roll up their sleeves and make the beds when we are short on staff. Those are the heroes, and we look to celebrate them. Our goal is to create the most human experience at work, and as you mentioned, based on those four pillars, because we believe that people, when they're entering an environment, a family, even a building, they're going to ask themselves first, am I welcome here? And that's inclusion. 
then is this a healthy place for me to enter, a safe place for me to enter? And that's wellness. Then will this be a place where I can reach my potential, where I can learn? And that's growth. And then lastly, but most importantly, in my opinion, is this place aligned to my values? Am I going to contribute to making the world better through my inclusion here? Those are the four pillars that I think matter to our team members and that we've been both spiritually, but also strategically and systematically looking to address. And I love the large scale approach that it's not one facility in Des Moines, Iowa, but it is system wide across nationalities, across religious beliefs to then feel the inspiration where people of different values can align with the corporate values of inclusion and wellness and inspiration and hospitality and fun mm -hmm. is really hard work. It is. And it's taken us many years. And our CEO has been such an advocate from his day one on our tenure. We have the gift of the legacy of our founder. And then for many years, we've been building the foundations, enhancing those, wrapping them under an umbrella of Thrive at Hilton, and being continuously fed by what is the feedback from our team members? What is the experience that we need to create? How is the world around us evolving? And how do we stay ahead of that? So we at times want to not only keep up with the hospitality industry, but we want to define ourselves as a great place to work, period, right? Not in our industry, not in hospitality, not for these team members or those team members, for all in the world. And so for inclusion specifically, we've done a number of things and we've had the foundational pieces, for example, our team member resource groups, our external partnerships, our supplier diversity efforts, because we believe we can have an impact outside of our walls in really important ways. But then a few years ago, following the murder of George Floyd, we had to do more, right? And we realized that was in the depth of our crisis. We were at the same time planning for our furloughs and our organizational impact. Yet we knew we had to come back and respond in a meaningful way to what had happened around the world. If I may share even a moment of vulnerability and where I as a leader failed, mm -hmm. when George Floyd was murdered, as I mentioned, we were doing you know a lot of work around the clock with our teams. And I sort of had blocked off the news because I felt like I had a mission at hand. I needed to make sure that we were doing it right, that we were taking care of our team members. And so for a couple of days, I didn't bring up this news. I didn't bring up what had occurred. I didn't connect with our Black team members, including a leader on my team, who now in hindsight, I know was suffering deeply and was showing up every day to my meetings and putting on a brave face through those early days. And when I finally on the weekend allowed myself to watch the news, to listen to the stories, I broke down and I realized I have failed this week, my team in such a deep and profound way, and I run inclusion for this company. And so I called one of my leaders immediately to apologize and set it right and learn from her and ask her how she was doing and uh -huh. then come back to the team in a more meaningful way, showing both like how I felt I had failed. But from that moment also, came what we now call our Courageous Conversations that has been going live for the last few years, where we've brought up these hard topics of race, of inclusion, of gender in the workplace, of mental wellness, of how do we think about everything from caregiving to substance use disorders to how does a team member feel when in response to Black Lives Matter, someone says all lives matter. 
And we've tried to go a step further in the types of conversations that we're having. And these are led by our executives, our CEO very often. And we have great thinkers like Adam Grant or Anna Huffington or the CEO of Wealthy coming to really help advance our conversations. So that was sort of an additional differential investment and program that we launched. We knew as we were rebuilding our team member base and rehiring again, that even though we were not through the crisis, we wanted to be bold in our ambitions of how we would rebuild and sent a signal to the market, to the world, to our own team members that we were committed to diversity. So we were the first hospitality company to set public representation goals. And we did that in 2020 and 2021, both around gender and ethnic diversity to be very disciplined about how we rebuild our team member base. These are some of the programs beyond the cultural efforts, the wellness benefits, the caregiving platform that we really invested in. And we measure our results. We compensate our executives according to progress around inclusion, around matters of talent and leadership as well, to make sure that we're you know, using this as any business imperative and as serious about our progress as we are in other spaces. So I love one that you identified where you believed you fell short that you didn't stop with a call to someone on your team, but then rolled it out at scale across the organization. I've heard you say a couple times the the gentleman that you talked to in Portugal who lost a family member. It's not like you just partnered him with somebody else who was going through a tough time. You actually then looked at how do we create the platform to make the entire company better. And that systemic thinking rooted in kindness and care, measured with data, implemented across the enterprise, is such a brilliant approach to creating what is truly an exceptional place to work. Thank you. Yeah, that is how our values come to life. I have a great set of peers and our CEO, I have to say, is extraordinary in this regard and how he connects with hundreds of thousands of people, but also one person at a time. When I said earlier on, yeah, we're, we're very purpose-driven, but also very gritty and we just like to get things done. To me, we're very action-oriented. If I hear a story that can be scaled, whether it's simply by the act of telling it, because it will inspire others, we have an exceptional comms team that we partner with who helps us amplify these stories. And we have many platforms through which we do that now, whether that's social media or internal newsletters, where we love nothing more than to showcase our team members, amplify their stories, use their learning, their growth, their dreams, their ambitions, sometimes leverage even their most painful moments to make it better for others. I think that is what inspires folks around us to have this sort of can-do attitude, mm -hmm. overcoming obstacles, but really taking care of all. And yes, we operate in an environment where sometimes definitions of diversity vary around the world and we need to be thoughtful and respectful and careful. But at the same time, those global values that we espouse are felt around the world. And, and I love that about my job. I feel so lucky that I get to travel around the world and I see our programs come to life and I see that spirit come to life. And I hope that our guests, I know that our guests feel it yes. too when they travel around. And, and, you know, that's why one of the things that we were so excited about and the time is right now to do it is to launch that employer branding campaign to tell those stories. When we were thinking about the look and feel, the message we want to get out there, we wanted it to be rooted in our team members and to celebrate them. And so, of course, we could have gone with actors and some inspirational music and people running around the beach or at hotels, but we wanted to primarily ask our team members if they would be willing and able to 
help us tell their stories. And so the images that folks will see as we we're just launching this week and next week around the world, those are our real team members. I have to say, like, I saw some of the footage of the photography session and there was so much joy in that session. They felt so proud to be photographed. By the way, we have some incredibly engaging team members. I'm like, wow, they are so fun and could be models for any photo shoot, I would argue. But they're telling us the pride they have in serving our guests and making that extra coffee and creating magic. And they do view themselves as, because they are, deep contributors to our purpose. And our frontline team members are heroes in my eyes. And we want the whole world to see not only the hard work and the possibilities that lie at our company, at our hotels, but the joy that they bring our team members. That's sort of the impetus behind the storytelling and the campaign. And I think there's so much that we can do with it. So we're just getting started. But I, I just love looking at those images. They make me really happy. And I hope they do that for others who learn more about our company through these experiences and stories. Laura, tell us a little bit more about the campaign, because this seems so rooted in your brand and the conversation we've had today about the culture. Coming out of COVID, and having to really have a couple of years of pause of our team member hiring, you know, sort of slow down, deeply impacted by the crisis first and then the challenging labor environment. We wanted to be able to build a campaign and a platform that would tell the story of who we are and bring our industry, but specifically Hilton, to the forefront of job seekers' minds so that when they're out there, thinking about their next gig, their next job, their next career move, that they think of us. We had actually started early on with a bit of a grassroots effort that we put together as we were building this broader campaign, and we called it Find Your Thing to test out the concept of, hey, is an employer brand campaign even going to move the needle for us? And what kind of results could we see? And so through that test and pilot moment, which we had live for six months, we realized, wow, this generated millions of clicks onto our career site and drove improvements in job application completion and increases to the number of applicants per opening. So we knew this approach and strategy will work. Now we need to have the right messaging and imagery that will really engage folks around the world. As you may know, we recently launched a consumer-facing campaign called Hilton for the Stay. And some of the principles that we espoused in that campaign were to be bold, to put our properties and the stay at the heart of the campaign, to break out of the sea of sameness. We feel like in advertising and marketing and hospitality, there's a lot of similar messaging out there. And so we wanted something that would be disruptive and uniquely Hilton. And so we've been live with the For the Stay campaign for a while, and we wanted to position ourselves as hey, we believe in our destinations and we believe in obviously travel, but we want to talk about the stay and what we stand for. And so that was distinctive and put Hilton in sort of our storytelling on the forefront. And so when we came behind trying to think about what is that employer and work brand that we want to put out that we wanted to connect it to that. Mm -hmm. And so the look and feel is very similar. We worked with the same agency to create sort of our imagery and our language. And our tagline will be every job makes the stay because we want to now showcase, hey, you know, for all of you travelers, for all of you considering hotels for your next vacation, work trip, getaway, please know that there are thousands of job opportunities behind that. And so to open up and peel back the curtain a little bit, hotels as a place of career growth and amazing work opportunities. And then for Hilton specifically, that those roles 
are much more than the job titles that you might see in a generic environment, but that they are ultimate state creators, magic makers, that they are human connectors. So we're trying to be a little bit witty and have some fun with the language also, because it is representative of how our team members see themselves and how they describe themselves. So that is a little bit of the genesis. We're super proud of the look and feel, and we're actually going to use some of that internally because I think it will also help our team members currently see and amplify their own stories and hopefully see other jobs that they may be interested in as they think of a longer career with us. So we're just getting started, but we know that this type of effort will be fruitful for us because we just closed off this sort of testing period. We're really proud of the look and feel and think it's going to be super distinctive in the marketplace. I love the idea of magic makers for all of us as kids who remember Disney and the Magic Kingdom and the fairy. Yes. The idea that as adults and working age people, there can still be magic in our lives, that it doesn't have to be the drudgery of I go to work to pay the bills, but that there can be inspiration and purpose and a feel at work that, as you said, is for some people the best part of their day. Yeah. And we have a few programs that uh, we roll out throughout the year to incentivize some of the storytelling and have our tours tell us these moments. So for example, one which we just closed is our Hospitality Heroes submissions and awards. And this was born out of COVID as well, where we realized there were so many acts of true heroism amongst our hotel ranks and that we wanted to celebrate that. And these could be almost small daily moments, right, that we wanted to make sure we shared globally and that we recognized and that we told those team members, we see you, that little moment that you maybe did just out of the goodness of your heart and you didn't think anyone would know about. What I love about this award, especially we get thousands of nominations around the world. There's a lot of peer nominations. So people who saw someone else's act of magic or kindness or deep humanity and want to elevate that to be told. Those stories are incredible, right? And we hear of people who will drive 200 miles because a guest's flight was canceled and they need to bring their loved one's ashes to the memorial. I mean, team members organizing an incredible trip around the world within one hotel because a newlyweds couple honeymoon plans were diverted. And so they bring that fun and magic to them. Mm. We've celebrated and hosted make-a-wish moments for children and families. And I'm really proud of that work as I partner with one of the local chapters in that regard. So there's just so many moments where that comes to life. And we love to be able to honor and celebrate our team members in that way. Hospitality Heroes is one program. We have our CEO Light and Warmth Award rooted on our purpose of filling the earth with the light and warmth of hospitality. And so that is a bigger CEO recognized award where we have 10 to 12 winners each year and their stories are incredible and would take your breath away. We recently closed on our Thrive sabbatical and reset programs which we ask our team members around the world, if you had, in the case of our Thrive Sabbatical, one month to give or live a dream, what would you do? And we get these amazing stories, right, of I want to go visit my family for the first time across the world because I've never met my long lost relatives, or I survived cancer and I wanna go back to Hawaii and work with cancer patients there. And so we'll give these team members a month off, fully paid. We'll give them $5,000. We'll help support them living or giving this dream. And in the case of Thrive Reset, we also realized that some folks just wanted a week to like do something 
different. And obviously this is in addition to their PTO plans, but just be able to reset in a smaller way. And so those stories and what our team members want to do are super inspirational. And we just gave away those awards as well. And so we're trying to find ways also to collect those stories, to celebrate, honor them and share those. And truly every single day, there are just thousands of cases being told. If we in some small way can connect to those, it's so, so meaningful for the rest of us. And to your first question around creating a great place to work and a culture that is real and true, I think showcasing what our team members are capable of and what they do in their quiet moments goes a long way in connecting us all and inspiring us all and showing everyone what is possible and how empowered you actually are to be a source of goodness in the world. So I do think our work can be a vehicle for that and our team members. A couple thoughts come to mind as I'm listening to you. One, you're convincing the cynic in me. All right. Moving the needle just a little. I love it. <laughs> I just think of being on the phone when my luggage is lost, listening to someone tell me how much they care about me. It's midnight. I'm in an airport. I want my stuff. I don't feel cared about. Yeah. These are brilliant examples across the board, across wellness, across inspiration, across purpose, where you are helping people live their best lives. So that leads me to the second point that we now know that a great customer experience is created by a great employee experience. Yes, there are people who will create a great customer experience even when they're dreadfully unhappy, uh -huh. but systemically that's not true systemically, employees who are cared for will care for their clients in a way that isn't possible unless they are cared for. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about how this campaign benefits your employees? Yeah, absolutely. And I fully agree, right? I mean, our team members' experience with us actually is very similar to our guests, right? They start thinking about really a dream, right? And while our guests dream of a destination, a vacation, a work trip, our team members dream of global opportunities, taking care of their families, giving back to their communities, career growth. And when we deliver on those dreams with a caring, inclusive environment where they can grow and achieve their full potential, then we get their loyalty, their discretionary effort. We get their advocacy so that they can then inspire the next generation of dreamers. And I think that virtuous cycle is very similar to our guests, right? When they have a good experience, when we deliver on that dream, they will have the best stories to tell their families and their friends, and they'll be loyal to us, and they'll keep coming back and bringing more people back. So we sort of anchor ourselves on, we need to deliver on a great experience. We need to listen to the feedback. You know, we won't always get it right. And there are many times when we don't. And that's why listening, no matter what the news is to our guests and our team members, is so important for us to keep building upon it, innovating, and delivering on their needs. And so when I think about this campaign, like everything that we have done for our team members relative to Thrive at Hilton, to building the fully human experience at work, it is rooted in their experience, in their feedback, and we'll keep working at it to make it better. But I hope this is one way in which we will, A, bring the next generation of team members and dreamers into the fold, by using our team members' stories, their own voices, mm -hmm. share with the world, like, what do you love about your job? Tell us how we can make it better. And so that they know that this isn't just an employee and employer relationship. We are co-creating, to use a word that obviously defines this podcast in your work, the experience at Hilton. 
And I do think over the last couple of years, it's been interesting to see the headlines about the Great Resignation. You know, this is where we started our conversation. Quiet quitting, the turnover tsunami, you know, the return to office, all these conversations about work. On the one hand, you know, as an HR worker, it's interesting, right? Because like suddenly your work is like viral and it's conversation at parties and your friends are asking about it. On the other hand, I feel like the headlines have been a symbol of a deep identity crisis that work has been having because it's really created this us versus them dynamic, this push and pull of like someone's going to win and someone's going to lose and who's got the leverage and who's got the power. Companies better watch out because employees have the power. And now, whoops, pendulum is swinging. You know, workers of the world, be careful. You don't have the power anymore. And I think that's so dysfunctional and so unhealthy. And while, of course, a contract exists, you are an at-will worker, I'm an at-will employer, I think the more productive and meaningful conversation to have is to think about how do we create work together? Because we are both necessary parts of this equation. I think we can make not only humans better and workplaces better, but the work better and the world better when we think about transformation and not transaction in the workplace. So we have always sought to create an environment rooted on our team members' feedback and experience and our business needs and bring those together in meaningful ways rooted in purpose. And so now we keep doing that. And this campaign, I think, is another manifestation of how we will do that as we seek to hire thousands of people around the world. The best way we thought of doing that was through our team member stories so that we can create that meaningful future together. So that's our hope, our goal, and how we've done the work all along. I love that you continually tie back co-creating, working with your employees around the purpose of delivering a great experience, light, peace, interacting with a lot of leaders. I hear the words, but I don't always hear the deeply grounded sense of purpose. It's more like it's picked off the menu in a cafeteria that I want this with the milk stirred this way and I double latte. Yeah. But this doesn't feel like it came off a cafeteria menu. It feels, one, deeply systemic that I keep pointing to, but even deeper than that, that it is just fundamentally the relationship between Hilton employees and guests mm -hmm. it is a relationship that is co-created because I assume your employees are often also your guests. Oh, yes, they are. And that's so beautifully said. And it is. It's that ecosystem that comes together, right, to achieve the vision of world peace through travel. If you ladder it all the way up, our team members are our intensely loyal and valuable guests. And in fact, you know, one of the most beloved programs that we have in our Thrive ecosystem is called Go Hilton. And it is one that offers our team members 100 nights of travel at our hotels every year at prices I'd be embarrassed to say online because they're so low. And this has been an amazing source of travel, learning, joy, I think retention for our team members around the world and the stories that we get around how they've used it, of course, for fun and amazing family vacations, but also for the daily mundane, you know, soccer tournaments and for the deeply poignant moments of their lives. And also, frankly, to experience our brands, our geographies around the world. So we have a tracker, actually, that I've just sent out. We have millions of room nights booked every year for our team members around the world. We track the top properties. It's a source of pride to have people visiting um, our properties. And when they come to one of our hotels, I mean, they're treated like VIPs, 
of course, and connecting with their fellow team members around the world so they know firsthand what it means to be a guest, what it means to have a wonderful guest experience, sometimes perhaps not the best guest experience and how we can make it right and fix that for our guests and one another moving forward. So yeah, that is one of our most important programs because we want to make sure that we are all leading with that hospitality mindset and that we know what it means to be on the ground at our properties. One of the first things that I did when I joined the company nearly 10 years ago was an immersion at the Hilton in Midtown in New York. And I spent three days there, you know, rotating across various functions. I thought I knew how to make a bed until I had to make some tight corners in one of these rooms. And I realized, whoa, I am not as good as I thought or meticulous. <laughs> but you're really rotating through the housekeeping, the F&B, the front desk department and realizing how incredibly important, of course, these jobs are how complex they are, what kind of training do team members need? How can we make their experience better in every way? And we put all of our executives through that on a regular basis. And that immersion helps us really stay connected to our hotel team members as well. Laura, as we're wrapping up, the podcast is about leadership. It's about innovation. It's about co-creating. You've hit all of those. What would you like our listeners to walk away with not only for this most recent campaign, but Hilton as a brand overall and the legacy that's been created over the last hundred years. I'm assuming you and the team are thinking about what will the next hundred years look like? We've got AI, we've got climate change, we've got all this stuff that we didn't have time to talk about. How do you want people to be thinking about Hilton as the world's changing? I would hope that people think of Hilton as, of course, a wonderful and exceptional and their top place to stay, that they think of us as having a greater mission in the world, and that is rooted in achieving world peace and building a better world, and that it manifests itself today very much as it did 100 years ago, and that we're going to be respectful and inclusive and celebratory of the communities and the countries in which we operate and that we're going to take care of the people that we employ and that we host and that we surround ourselves with. And so in a world where consumers and employees want to be aligned with a place of meaning and purpose, that they can trust Hilton to do that, that we are very thoughtful about our contribution to the world and our promise to our people, and that we intend to deliver on both. I love contribution to the world and promise to people because it does happen both have to be aligned consistently and realigned. That's the other thing I hear is after George Floyd was killed, you had to realign. Uh -huh. After the pandemic, you had to realign. And that the leadership team also has the courage. And it takes courage and hard work to continually realign across a global enterprise. This leadership team must be systemic and purposeful and rigorous in everything they're doing to create the experience I had in Abu Dhabi. That's right. And to make sure that you and our guests, our millions of guests, have that experience consistently, that we are reliable, friendly, and that we deliver on that with every stay. That is our promise. And we intend on making it right and making that promise come to life every single time and every chance that we get and that we're committed. And in a way, our hundred years of history have shown us through the ups and downs of the world and the crises that we face and the 
geopolitics and around different countries that our purpose transcends decades and transcends political environments and transcends pandemics even, you know, that we will continue to deliver on that promise and continue to innovate and bring also that joy and fun to the workplace and to the world, I hope, because I think we've also all seen through COVID that the demand for travel only increased. With every restriction, with every lockdown, those units of unmet demand were just growing because people want to get out and people want to connect. And that is what makes us human and makes life worth living too. So we'll always be there to support that need and deliver on it with magic. Thank you for making the world better and for sharing who you are and how you contribute to the world through your work at Hilton now and as a human being. How would our listeners connect with you and with Hilton? Our career site is a great place to start, our Hilton.com. We can link easily to our career site. I'm easily found on LinkedIn. So yeah, I'm always open to connecting. And obviously at a, at a large scale, our career site and Hilton.com have all of that information, all of our jobs. And we'd love to hear from travelers, from folks who'd like to work in our wonderful company and uh, like-minded thinkers who you know are just inspired by leadership, by your podcast, by your work, Maureen, which I think is helping to scale so many of these stories and think about a future where work is just an instrumental, pivotal agent of change. Thank you so much. And thank you, Maureen. This was an honor and such a joy. Really loved our conversation. Mm -hmm.